Hi, I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to Two Star Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel. That one's Adam. The other one's Graham. You can't see them. Um, welcome to the Two Star Podcast. So, as Graham takes a sip from his beer and therefore is unable to speak without dribbling his microphone, uh, what, what beer are you drinking? It is Stella Artois Cedra. Oh, Christ. It's very nice. It's cider. No, it's Cedra. They've put the R and the E the wrong way around, so that makes it French. I just assumed it meant they could... Well, surely Belgian. Belgian isn't a language. Well, Flemish is. I guess. Well, I it could be Flemish. All right. All no. Right. Well, I mean, okay, I don't know I don't know where the Stella Artois factory is in Belgium, whether it's in the, the Belgian-Belgium bit or whether it's in the French-Belgium bit. If you manage to get the word Wallonian in here, you're doing very well. You're an expert in Belgium, Daniel, because you've been to Germany. Absolutely. So... What is the what's the word? I'm assuming the Belgian for cider is cidre, but you know, sounds French to me. Hmm. Yeah, I don't have my I don't have my English to Flemish dictionary on me. No. Google doesn't know because normally you can just type in whatever in whatever language, and Google just tells you, but it doesn't know what it is. Really? Yeah. I put cider in Flemish. No, it's very disappointing. Hmm. Well, we can't continue until we know what the Flemish word for cider is. I found a recipe for a Flemish warm potato and mussel salad with cider, which sounds, frankly, quite disgusting. Yeah, I'm on that website as well. Should we, should we just fuck this off and go and make that? Well, I'd have to buy some mussels and cider. Well, I mean, we can, but we can't really cook and podcast it. Okay, well, let's abandon this and uh, just assume it's in French. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. Works for me. Right, okay, episode 13. Is it episode 13? Nope. Oh, God, it's 14. Honestly. Oh, man. Making this seem like a proper amateur hour operation. That, look, Dan, we've had complaints about you, so... You're, I'm not surprised. You're fighting for your job here, mate. Well, I think while we're on the subject of Dan being a problem... Well, yeah. Um, I, I feel it's it's worth bringing up that, obviously, um, as uh, long-time listeners will know, the original genesis of the podcast and the creation of its name was a clever play on words um, that... that you know, implied that both podcast was both low quality and featured two people. Mm. Um, but now we've got Dan, so the joke doesn't work anymore. It just implies that it's a shit podcast. Also, I don't even think it's two star quality with me on board. I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. Well, that that's the main issue, really. I think you're, you're dropping us down. Um, mm. But I I would contend that um, there are still two stars on this podcast, and then uh, just one other. Well, you know how it is. You bring in a, a new star on a big contract, and um, they get all the money. Do I get any money for this? I don't think so. But anyway, they, they get all the money and the adulation, and then they just start to coast for a bit, and that's clearly what I've done. Um, I don't know how this normally ends. You're our Spanish uh, big-name transfer. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know what the podcast of rehabilitating a nasty equivalent of rehabilitating a nasty knee injury is, but let, let's pretend I'm doing that. I don't think we need to pretend. I think... It's been clear you've been doing that for the last three episodes. Mm, yeah, fair point. Well, I guess we're sticking with the sticking with the name then. Yeah, so we yeah, are, might as well stick with it for the moment. If so, in the credits, it would. Well, no, it wouldn't even say. I was going to say it would say starring Graham and Adam with Dan, but with makes you better. Yes. Than the others, as does you know, like um, introducing. Well, could it be? Oh, could it, could it be introducing Dan. Well, yeah. I, I think mean, the, the problem is the listeners know me, but they don't really like me. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been introduced. They, maybe if it was had their say. starring Adam and Graham, but Dan. That could work. You spell it with two T's, I'm sold. 
I think I think that could do it. Buy Adam and Graham, get Daniel free. I don't know. Well, it doesn't look like a great deal. Nobody's buying us anyway. We're downloading this for free. The bloody vultures. They're paying their valuable electrons. Well, they're paying in their dignity. Well, I think that's quite enough navel gazing. Mm. Uh, enough. Put it away. Exactly. And we should probably move on. Okay, so the listeners have set us a mystery. Um, Christopher from Scotland. Is he really from Scotland? Yep. Hi, Graham here. I'm just editing this bullshit, and I remembered that Christopher from Scotland is actually possibly called Christian and not Christopher. This, however, is not my problem. Um, wants us to read the link that you will see in your carefully prepared agendas, which I've done out of order because it's fun. Well, the listeners won't. Yeah, I mean, that's like, unless, unless we're going to start printing programs and selling them to people so that they can, like, follow along with what we're doing, um, you know, you, you don't want to reveal all of our, our backstage secrets. If we were professional, then we could put the link in the show notes, but... Um, we haven't got any show notes. Yeah. I was going to say. So maybe you could uh, summarise what the article's about, Dan. So it's a mystery, as, um, as our reader implies. Listener, whatever. Um... So, a hand-drawn copy of The Guardian from 23rd of February has been handed out to commuters at London Bridge Station. Um, it's been drawn with a weird marker pen um, in incredible detail, and the headline is basically, Our Die Martyr, Gaddafi Urges Violent Showdown. There's no so which point. presumably was the headline on the yeah. 23rd of February 2011. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, they've got photos of the actual paper, um, and it's, yeah, it's pretty detailed. It's a pretty um, good drawing, to be honest. Like considering you're yeah. drawing a newspaper, and uh, nobody knows who who done it. So, our listener Christopher in Scotland, as I just said, Christian, not my fucking problem. Get off my case. Wants us to solve the mystery. I mean, they've, they've gone to a hell of a lot of detail. They've even done the adverts. Hmm. So you know, yeah. a, a bloke who appears to be. In the process of hiding his erection with a box in some way advertising UPS. Yeah. Uh, you see, what I want to know is how they did the barcode. Because that looks really good. With a pen, isn't it? It must have been a massive pain in the ass having to buy like 10 different thicknesses of uh, marker pens. Well, I think you can. You. If you draw two lines next to each other and then fill in, I think that is one method for making a slightly wider line. I'm not an expert in, in pens, but I believe that you don't need a different thickness pen <laughs> every different thickness that you want to draw. Otherwise, I mean, that, that, that for the, the actual head, it must be a massive pen Just... <laughs> that also happens to spell out The Guardian as you move it across the page. What you should But you see, this is, this is what it could be. It could be a viral marketing campaign for such and such manufacturers of high-quality black marker pens to, to the gentry. I'd be more impressed if this was um, a woodcut. That would be impressive. It could be. It looks kind of like it sort of is. Apart from the fact it's clearly a bit of folded paper. Unless that pa- that fold is also cut into the wood, which would be very impressive. Mm. Um, so, I think well, what you're getting confused with is the picture shows the paper on a wooden table. And that's not the same as it being made of wood. Mm. No, 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 no. But... Obviously, lots of people have got this thing, so he's hand-drawn it, and then he's photocopied it or something, so he could have hand-wood-cut it, if, or whatever. It'd be difficult and, to photocopy. Uh, so if we Sorry? look at the evidence, it's mm. uh, been given to people in London. Uh, so presumably it's someone in London who's done it. It's an uh, some sort of art kind of thing. 
and nobody knows who mm. it is. It's the Guardian, so it's going to be, you know, someone left-wing and middle-class. Banksy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Could be, although uh, he, he, he'd have just painted the Guardian on the wall. Well, he ran out of walls. It's also not really rude enough for, well, not rude enough, but artsy. It does, it does, well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't appear to be making any kind of subtle political point. Um, no. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, the, the weird advert for radiotherapy um, is maybe cutting satire that just goes over my head, but I don't know. It does, however, have a Doctor Who advert on it, which means it could have been done by a time traveller in, in a subtle shout out. Well, but, they've, they've literally but, spent like. But the newspaper's from like four years ago, so why. That doesn't make any sense that anyone would come back in time to do a hand drawn copy of a four year old issue of The Guardian and hand it out to people. So they've come forward in time, that's what you're saying, is it? Yes. Yeah, four yeah. years. So they, yeah. ca- they came forward in time from four years ago to warn us about something that happened in the past. With a hand drawn copy. How it ended. And they, they just drew it from memory. Which explains why they haven't actually done any of the text. It's just kind of squiggly lines. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you, know, you remember uh, yeah. the headlines, but you're not going to remember all the, the specifics of the articles. Is uh, Colonel yeah. Gaddafi dead? Yeah, he's dead. Yeah. Yep. So they can't be warning about him. No. Although he was, I, I don't think he was quite right, but he did have a violent showdown and he did die. So. Mm. He got shot in a pipe, I think. In a bum pipe. No, Graham. What? Just in a. He was hiding in a pipe. I don't think it was a bum pipe. It wasn't really clear from, from the articles. Nothing's very clear from these articles because they're just scribbles. Well, no, true. Yes. So it's a time traveller who came forward in time and needed to warn us about something that happened four years ago, couldn't communicate in any way apart from just drawing that day's newspaper that he had re- committed to memory. And he handed yep. it out to some people on the tube and then presumably evaporated or something. I think he, he probably ran it, into his future self and like they annihilated each other. Oh, yeah. That's a... Yeah, yeah it's distinctly possible. It's, it's a serious it risk. Like works. Um, he probably handed it to himself and brushed his hand. Yeah, that was it. It was all over. Yeah, so I think, well, we've solved the mystery then. Absolutely. Also, it Fantastic. says at the top of the story, the source of the mystery has been found. Yeah, it turns out it, it was some woman who drew it because it was the newspaper that was from the day that her daughter was born and she did it to like confuse people as to why people were hand drawing copies of the Guardian handing it out in London. Yeah, her name is Charlotte Mann, she's thirty seven years old, uh, oh, yes. and some of her students helped. Oh yeah, she's a, a she works at St Martin's School of Art and the London College of Communication. So I think we can consider that mystery solved by us. Yeah, my initial hypothesis of it's someone random fucking with someone is um, it's pretty close. Yeah, it's not far off, actually. Well, I mean, we have no. no I mean, she technically did travel forward in time. It's just it took her four years yeah. to do it, same as it took all of us four years. Which is fine. Yeah. Um, lovely. Now, again, shamelessly pandering to the listeners, um, I've been instructed to talk about press gang. So I'm going to talk about press gang in the following terms. What the fuck is press gang? Really? Really? You really? Well, I know what press ganging is, but no, no press gang, the TV show, the nope, about yeah. the kids running a newspaper with Julia Swaller and Dexter Fletcher. Nope. Really? What? No, genuinely no. I've never heard of it. Well, we have been guaranteed a new listener just for talking about it. How will they well, know that we've talked about it if they're not already listening? Yeah. So I've tried to say press gang several times. So 
you know, whenever they drop into the into the podcast, they're going to hear me say press gang. Well, I think you're going to have to sit this one out then, Dan. So, Adam, what do you remember about press gang? Very little. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like it's one of those things that I, I vividly remember it being a thing that was on at the time that I was a child, and it was definitely on television. But I have no strong memories of it whatsoever. No, I did think for how long ago was Press Gang on? Maybe what twenty years? Pretty, yeah, thereabouts. I would estimate for about fifteen years. I thought Dexter Fletcher was American because he played an American in Press Gang. And then I heard him doing a Cockney accent in something and was really confused. Probably Lockstock. I think I thought he just put on a Cockney accent in Lockstock and thought oh, that was quite quite good for him. Because he American. also presented Games Master for a bit. What? Did he? Yeah, when after Dominic Diamond left, Dexter Fletcher did it for a little while. Oh, I missed that. Which one was Games Master? That was the oh one with Patrick God. Moore. Did you watch any television as a child? No, I was like super middle class. All we were allowed to watch was Blue Peter. And occasionally Doctor Who. I, I am yeah. literally a walking middle class caricature. It really shows. So yeah. yeah. So it was broadcast from 1989 to 1993. Press gang. I think um, when when he said that we need to talk about press gang, I think they he meant more than just reading out the Wikipedia page. Well, no, I, I'm just I'm merely looking it up because it's I didn't know exactly what it was on from. Um, you know um, Nadia Sawala, Julia Sawala's sister. Yes. Fuck off, Nadia Sawala. Which one's which? I, I don't really have any strong opinions one way or the other. Presumably you've never seen one of her dreadful property programmes or... I just... don't believe I have. There's I, one I... where she just goes on holiday all the time and, and she she's just in a nice sunny country and talking to people about like they've had a shitty time on holiday and you think, well, it's going to be shit now they're talking to you, you silly cow. <laughs> um, I'm just looking through the uh, press gang alumni to see where they are now. And Ooh. basically, they aren't. Um, it's it's not looking good, shall we say, for uh, Press Gang as a, a springboard to success. There are, well, I mean, you say that Stephen Moffat did all right out of it. He he created it. Um, Julius Sawala did all right. Dexter Fletcher did all right. Uh, Lucy Benjamin was in EastEnders, and Gabrielle Anwar was in Bird Notice. But no one else seems to have gone to do anything else. How many series of Press Gang were there, Adam? Uh, five. Five? Yeah. Bullshit. No, it's true. How many episodes? 43. Jesus. And you didn't see a single one, Dan? No, genuinely never. This explains everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, lots of things. Oh, I was on CITV, wasn't it? Yeah. Couldn't know. I, I couldn't oh, remember God. if it was BBC Double or ITV. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, you definitely, yeah. Your, your, your TVs all had the, the buttons snapped off so that you couldn't get <laughs> Channel 3. Of course. Of course. Um, Just tuned to static instead. And and, and for, for younger listeners, that was back in the day when there were only four television channels. Um, uh, again, being horribly middle class, we actually went round to my grandma's to all collectively watch the opening of Channel 5. It was, like, oh, super exciting. What? That doesn't even make any sense. Channel 5 was shit. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but no one realised that until it actually started showing things. Well, it was obvious I mean, in like half an hour, but there was like this half an hour. Of, there's a new TV channel. You sat around in your grandma's house watching really crappy erotica. Well, no, the first was like some soap, wasn't it? Was it? Was it? I just assumed yeah. it was softcore pornography. It Top probably was in the end. No, that was live TV, wasn't it? Yeah, oh, live TV. Jesus, that takes me back. Yeah. That was amazing. No, there, there was some they, had a, they had a midget on a trampoline who did the, uh, the weather forecast. Mm-hmm. No, they, really? they, they did. 
That is that's a real thing that happened. It it really is. ITV okay. was remarkable. I'm I'm just assuming that's why I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was confused and upset me. But anyway, we need to find some VHSs of live TV. And Dan, you've got some homework to do. I don't even have. No, I do have a VHS player. It's fine. Find me those VHSs. Turns out live TV is a really hard thing to Google and get any useful results from. Yes. Well, yeah, it's got two meanings. Oh, I see. I get it. It, uh, it, was, it was clever. Because it's wasn't live, it? but also it's it's TV. Oh, that, mm. that's bloody good. It so is, anyway, um, new listener man. I think his name's Daniel, but I can't find it on the Facebook page. Uh, but Christopher from Scotland. All right, fucking leave it, Chris. Said that he personally guarantees that his friend will listen every single episode now because we have mentioned Press Gang. Fantastic. Fantastic. In fact, it's a Press Gang special. And I mean, the reality is, like, if you're listening now, now is the time to get in and make these requests because once we reach a certain level of success, it's just not going to be possible for us to handle all these individual requests that people are sending in. Oh, yeah. So, you know, get get on the ground floor. Yeah, we're not going to be able to listen to the demands of the little people. We don't want to hear from the shit munchers when we're big. Exactly. So, you know, make the most of it while you can. Speaking of the demands of the little people, apparently some listeners have have written limericks. They are in your Facebook messages, Graham. Don't forget this again, you dunce. That's absolutely correct, Daniel. Thank you. Uh, I'm just trying to load them, but Facebook seems to have stopped working. That sounds like Facebook. Hmm. So let's move on and we'll come back to this when I get to my computer. So I, I... Just before we came on air, um, I received a number of emails. Um, yes. That that I can only assume were generated um, indirectly by you, Graham. Not indirectly. No, I thought we would all benefit from me subscribing the podcast email address to the Beef Bacon Newsletter. Yes. Yeah, so so we have now been subscribed to the Beef Bacon Newsletter. Um, do we know how often they they send out mail shots? Uh, we can only hope it's daily. Well, I'm sure we'll find out sooner or later. Um, is this because you, of your your sudden remembrance of the conversation that we had about beef bacon before Christmas? Uh, pretty much. Earlier today, I was in Leeds, and I thought, I know, I'll go and check out one of those stockists that listed on the beef bacon website. Mm. So I Good took fun. a drive up to a place called Chapeltown, which... I don't know if you're familiar with all of the suburbs of Leeds, but it's a shithole. And I left my car somewhere that I was pretty sure it was going to get set on fire. And I went into a continental supermarket that was listed as a stockist, and they didn't have it. Bastards. Well, that's just rubbish. Yeah. So them for false advertising. I thought, I will not be swayed. I will go to another one of the stockists, the other one that's in Leeds... So I popped up to another continental supermarket, and they didn't have it either. Hmm. I'm sensing a pattern. Mm. So, I have previously looked into buying it online, because uh, by halalbeefbacon.co.uk, you can buy beef bacon. It is £3.99 per pack, but you have to buy a minimum of three packs, and there is £6 shipping. So... Mm. It is impossible to buy it for any less than £17.97, and that is ridiculous. It is kind of ridiculous. So, I have been on a website called 
kickstarter.com. Okay, I've not heard of that one. I'm about midway through uh, setting up a Kickstarter project to for us to make and eat a beef bacon sandwich. Okay, so how does, how does this, this system work? So this website, Kickstarter, it's going to be, you're going to hear all about this in the news in the next couple of, I'd say maybe four to five years, it's going to be big. Uh, but I can go on here and basically you can just beg for money and people give you money to do stuff. And a man uh, made a potato salad and raised, I think, about $50,000 or something. So I think it's perfectly reasonable for me to ask for £23 for our loyal fans to chip in for us to buy some beef bacon and then next now, time now, you two come on. up you here you say 23 pounds but you said it was only 17 pounds well it's 17 pounds 97 but then uh, kickstarter add on five percent and then the payment processing people add on five percent and then you pay that that's an outrage i'm fucked if i'm paying that bit myself so it's 23 pounds 36 but um kickstarter won't let you put the 36 pence on so I will I will put that in out of my own pocket. That's how much I believe in this project. That's that's generous. So I'm halfway through the process of creating this Kickstarter, and maybe we could finish it off now. Um, okay. So the project title is Make and Eat a Beef Bacon Sandwich. Uh, the short blurb is I have discovered the existence of beef bacon. It is too expensive to buy myself, so help me out in the name of art and that. Okay. The category is food, and the subcategory is bacon. I mean, this, it was made for us. That's an actual subcategory they have. So, um, you guys can help me set up the uh, rewards. So, oh, so we're going we're gonna to have, have rewards for people who donate money? I think that's fair, yeah. Okay. So I think if you pledge £4, mm. then you can come to my house and I will make you a beef bacon sandwich with some of the beef bacon, unless you are a mental. <laughs> okay, that probably cuts out a lot of our audience. At, but... my, at my sole discretion. If I consider you to be a mental, you can forget it. Okay. Right, so I'll put that in £4. Fuck, I'm, I'm going to have to get some brown sauce in that as well. I'm going to have to up the... Uh... Yeah, I was going to say. Well, I mean, to be fair, it depends if you're going to promise condiments as part of the... I mean, maybe what that you can do a is make a, reward. Uh, make a higher tier reward for something like 20 quid or even 30 quid. Because yeah. you can overrun all these Kickstarters and say, um, well, if you, if you maybe if you kick in 30 quid, you get not only some brown sauce, but also a fried egg. Eggs are cheap. I'm not frying eggs for strangers off the internet, Dan. Fucking hell. I'd fry an egg for a stranger off the internet, but I'm just weird. <laughs> <laughs> you say that, that. On, say that on your Match.com profile. <laughs> <laughs> I might, actually. You need a snappy quote on the top of it. I will fry you an egg. I will fry you like an egg. <laughs> no, I think I, I, I will fry an egg for a stranger on the internet. I, I think that's that's got panache. Well, that's fair it's enough. It's certainly a unique selling point. Right, well, I'm going to put that as, uh, for pledging £10, Dan will fry you an egg. Fantastic. So I'm putting, I will make you a beef bacon sandwich for £4, uh, estimated delivery, we'll call it June 2015. Uh, and I'm going to limit that to one person. <laughs> so, for a pledge amount of £35, because Dan says you can overrun, so for £35, I will let you choose whether you want red or brown sauce. That's No, I will let you choose whether I eat it with red or brown sauce. Ah, yes. Still very generous. You might not Your like Your interaction, sauce. that's what you want. Or red sauce. Make people feel like they're engaged. So, let's put another one on. For £68,000, 
I will slaughter the cow myself while you watch. You've got to go for these high-tier rewards just so that people who want to give that extra bit of money feel like there's something in it for them. Absolutely. Right, that'll do for the, for the stretch goals. I think that's what they call them. Oh. Mm -hmm. Pledge amount with shipping costs must be less than or equal to £5,000. Oh, rubbish. Fine. For £5,000, I will slaughter a cow myself. You drive a hard bark in Kickstarter, but I'll, I'll kill a cow for five grand. I can be there strap line in your match. <laughs> I would slaughter a cow for so much less than five grand, it's not even funny. <laughs> Again, this is gold and going straight in the profile. Right, well, I will um, put up... You have to... Do you have to do a video? You don't have to do a video. Yeah, That's fine. I won't bother. I'll put some audio. I'll make a video with just this two star podcast image and the audio of this as the video, and that'll do. That's not lazy. Yeah, it's fine. fine. Uh, and I'll put a description and stuff, and I'll uh, I'll put this up maybe when I get round to it sometime this week. So check out our Facebook page and our Twitter page, and uh, I'll just tell you if I know you, which I probably do. Excellent. I think cool. that's. Our first step on the road to success, mm. at least in terms of making a beef bacon sandwich and eating it. Yes. Really, what more can one ask for? So, I was in the British Library this week, and I unearthed something quite interesting. Now, I've cleared this with the lawyers, legal department have okayed this, and because we have this documentary evidence, we are now allowed to talk about the special Scottish edition of Funhouse. Oh, you found it? I found it. I oh, unearthed right. a recording. So, I can play it for you now, if you like. Please do. Hello, you wee ball bags. I'm the man who puts the fun in Funhouse, Pat McSharp. Yeah! Now, before we begin, I'll introduce you to my bunny assistants, Melanie and Martina. Hello, Pat McSharp. Oh, what's going on here? There's only one of yous. Aye, we used our twin powers to combine and morph into our ultimate form. God, that's Indian. Melina. <laughs> Melina's an Indian name, it's fine. Ah, well, that seems plausible enough. Let's meet our contestants. He's 12 years old from Glasgow School. It's Jimmy McSporran. Welcome to Funhoose, Jimmy. Hello, Pat McSharp. What are your hobbies, Jimmy? Well, I like playing the bagpipes and hunting wild haggis. Ah, great to meet you. Enjoy Funhoose. Melina, who's the next contestant? Aye, well, Jimmy was an only child in Scotland. He wasn't either bunking off school or pished off his titties. Ah, shite. Well, we'll have to make do. Let's play Funhouse! Now, time for the first game, Bottle Toss. Jimmy, take this crate of Buckfast and do the lot, then chuck the empty bottles at this stankin' tramp. Ach, I'm not gonna throw bottles at near buggerin' tramp. You are? I'm nae! Ah, shite. Melina, Jimmy's refusing to play the game. Er, uh, aye. Well, we, we can play another game. Should I set up the caber toss? You can't toss the caber. Look at the stunted weave pick. I heard that, you gobshite. Well, you're only 12. You can't lift the bloody caber. Ach, I'm like 12. I'm 53 and I'm from the council. Shite. What do you mean you're from the bloody council? I mean just that. I posed as a schoolboy to get past security. 
I'm from the council, and I'm here to inspect your funhouse. Ah, Christ, Melina, did you know about this? I knew that Jock McTartan was next door and was going to make a complaint about the noise, but I wanked him off, so he should have dropped it. Ah, no, I saw you wanking him off and got jealous, so I stabbed his dog. He must have made the complaint anyway. Right, have you got a permit for those go-karts? Ah, we don't need a permit, they only go at two miles an hour. Not so, McShaw. Someone's put iron brew in the petrol tank and no, they top out at 46. That's six miles an hour over the national speed limit for Scotland. Aye, it's true, Pat. I've been driving them down to the lock at night time for drag races. Melina, you wee barbag. These go-karts are only meant to be driven indoors. I'm issuing the maximum fine available in Scotland. 16 pounds. 16 pounds? That's three times gross GDP. Aye, and I hope you've learned your bloody lesson. No, about this fun hoose. Do you have planning permission for this structure? It's pending. It's near bloody pending. It is bloody pending. Melanie and Martina filed the paperwork last month. I... I will. Ah, shite, Melina. Are you trying to get us taken off the air? Look, I'm sorry, Pat. I just meant to take the papers down to the council office, but I drove past the chip shop on my way there, and I ate so many deep-fried Mars bars, I got rushed to hospital for an emergency enema. Ah, so nay planning permission means I'll have to come down. Nay! Aye. You can take my fun hoose, but you'll never take- That's enough. If you finish that sentence, I'll issue another fine for lazy script writing and making tired, obvious jokes. Ah, but without the fun hoose itself, there's nay final round, and therefore nay show. Tough titties, McShaw. The council has spoken. Ah, shite. Now, how do I get out of this shithole? Well, you'll have to cross the rope bridge over the gunge tank. Aye, well, I'm off. This fun hoose comes down before the weekend, or you'll be thrown in tanty. Oh no, my lovely fun hoose. Ah! Pat, Jimmy's going to fall off the rope bridge. Ah! He's fallen in the gunge tank. I can't swim. Ah, shite, we can't have a drowning on our hands too. I can't swim either. There's no pools in Scotland that aren't being used to distill whiskey, so I never land. Ah, well, we learned to swim when we were launching our album, A Twins Thing, in Japan. I'll save you, Jimmy. Get him out the gunge, Melina. He's near breathing. Give him mouth to mouth. He's alive. You can stop now, Melina. Ah, I said stop. Ah, knock with your bloody tongue. Ah, Christ, they're having full sexual intercourse. I've grabbed the poor prize. Ah, well, I hope you bastards are pruder yourselves. I am sorry, Pat. I just have a fittage for middle-aged council employees. I'm sorry too, McShaw, but just look at the bonnie lass. She was rubbing my spoiler and who could I resist? Ah, I can't blame you. I've lost count of the times I've dreamed of letting Melanie and Martina play with my ball pit. Anyway, to make it up to you, I'm prepared to let the planning permission issue go. You can carry on with your show. Nay, it's too late. The producers from England saw the two of you rutting and can the whole project... The Scottish edition of Funhouse is never destined to be shown on television. Ah, well, you can come and work at the council if you like. We started up a project for Formula Television presenters working from home for vulnerable children. Aye, that sounds like a great idea. We just need to come up with a name for the project. How about Operation U-Tree? Aye, there's no negative connotations associated with children and U-Trees. Thanks, Jimmy, and goodbye, everyone. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed my tour of the regional accents of England. <laughs> it, was, it was very much. I a, think I got Geordie Scouse and a bit of Welsh in there too. Yeah, I, I think we we covered pretty much the entirety of the United Kingdom during that. I think we, it just made us inclusive. Yes, it couldn't have been racist. We didn't stick to a single race that's true. or region. So, well, that's uh, that's the edition of Funhouse that it turns out does exist and. 
has now we been. We all thought it had been lost forever. We all thought we'd be going to prison for even thinking about it. But mm. it's just as well we have good lawyers. We do have good lawyers, don't we? They're going to need to be good, aren't they? Dan, you're our lawyer. Um, was yep. was that racist? Well, no, but technically only if we. That's enough. Say no, no, no. You don't need to go into details yet. That was definitely a no. Yeah. I heard him. That's no. So that makes you culpable for everything because we were just acting on the advice of Pretty our lawyer. True anyway. Yeah. Mm. Oh well. Um, before we're we're dragged off to prison, mm. um, I, I noticed this week um, that it's Mother's Day um, on the Sunday that's coming up, um, which obviously you will know both having mothers. Um, mm. And so I looked on the Twitters um, and saw that Penguin Books are doing a campaign for Mother's Day, uh, presumably to get people to go and buy books, um, their books specifically. And in a hilarious uh, mistake that presumably was made by a junior social media person who has now been fired, uh, Penguin Books settled on the hashtag your mum to promote Mother's Day. And it was in no way a cynical marketing attempt and was obviously an accident. They've embarrassed themselves there, haven't they? They they really have. I mean, all of this completely unwanted attention that they'll be getting from the hashtag uh, your mum when obviously they didn't in any way mean to imply anything like that. They were just referring to your mother because it's Mother's Day. Oh, they must be so embarrassed. I mean, whoever mm, came up with that has, has probably been, been sacked on the spot. Oh, you'd think so. I mean, they, they've demonstrated no understanding of social media at all, have they? Exactly. Um, it's basically a complete disaster. So I think that the only thing we can reasonably do now is all go out and buy some, some Penguin books... Um, as as a way of maybe helping them get back some of the money and attention that they will inevitably have lost yeah. uh, as a result of this cock-up. Yeah. Seems the only reasonable course of action. I think so. Mm. Um, it's it's always sad when this sort of thing happens uh, to, to a, a major publisher. Um, but unfortunately, some of them just aren't social media savvy. Mm. Who can forget the HarperCollins uh, hashtag from last year's Mother's Day, Yo Mama So Fat? Yeah, <laughs> I, you just think... People never learn from these things. Yeah. You know, they, they happen time and time again, and yet people keep making the same mistakes. Um, and, you know, you, you, after a while, there's only so sorry you can feel for them because you just think you just know better. Hey, Dan. Yes. Do you want to play cock or ball? Probably not, but carry on. Right, you go first. Cock or ball? Ball. Oh, it was cock. Sorry, Dan. All right, second <sighs> round. Second round, go again. Cock or ball? Ball. It was ball. Yes, correct. Right. Yes. Right, this is a side of cock or ball. Cock. You win! Yay! What do I win? Uh, a cock and a ball. Well, thanks for playing cock or ball. Right. So, how likely is it, everyone, that MailChimp will sponsor us? Because God know they clutter up my Twitter feed something wicked. What is MailChimp? It's like a, a thing for sending out spam to people and that. Oh, it's a mailing list, Jobby. Yeah. And they, they sponsor yep. Serial. And if we've demonstrated anything, it's that we are basically as good as cereal so i i presume that you mean the podcast and not the breakfast food oh fuck why oh no because cereal starts after us but we could have called it cereal but with a c e instead of an s and that would be it the... would have somewhat have limited our topic of conversation but it might have focused our minds a little bit true it would have tricked a lot Very of stupid people who can't spell into downloading our podcast i mm. am proposing that we rename the podcast to cereal I think we might miss the boat on that one a bit. Oh. Mm. 
Well, when's Series 2 out? Uh, pass, I don't know, whenever somebody next commits a big crime. Right, Dan, could you yep. do a murder that has got enough um, like mystery to it that Serial cover you, and then when they... Actually, we'll just say they'll just mention two star podcast on there, so that's our yeah. marketing done. Yeah. Fantastic! It's mm. a it's a win it's a win win proposition. So get on that, yeah. Dan. That's your that's your objective for the next podcast. So we've already given you a good tagline for your Match dot com profile to lure them in. Yep. But next bit's down to you. <laughs> yeah, can't yes. can't give it give it all to you on a plate. You've got to come up with something on your own. So I'm just worried if I do it on, you know, on match.com, it'll be match.com that's the story rather than the two two star podcast. I might just have to randomly go out and shoot someone without wearing any kind of branding stuff or anything. But you, you can mention it in your um trial. And trial, nothing, man. I'm go I wanna be hunted down. Oh, right. I'll be okay. I'll be shouting it at the police as I wheel on them and throw rocks at them. Well you'll need to um you'll need to put out a, a manifesto. Yeah, definitely. Some some mm -hmm. an, an email that goes out automatically after you've murdered someone. Oh yeah, we need a dead man switch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I could probably just, you know, send them out this podcast. That'd be pretty awesome. Get a lot of listeners. They wouldn't bother listening though. No. They no, would because I just tell them my my secret message at the end. Yeah, even they then they'd get through. halfway through and think this is bollocks. It's just not worth listening through to find out why that guy did that murder. Oh, forget it. Just let him go. It's not it's not worth listening to this bullshit. That's perfect then, because I get away with it. All right, wicked. I'd, I'd tell the police my confession was at the end of the podcast. They get bored, give up. And just in. let you go on a technicality. Yeah. They call me Mr. Loophole. Absolutely. Well, we have heard that. That's uh, just because of my, my weird penis. <laughs> right, well, it's probably time to not to be doing something that isn't this uh, but before that I have found the listener limericks ah, Yay. so Christopher from Dorset writes there was an odd fellow named Ket whose bottom always got wet to keep everyone happy he wears a nappy he hasn't been potty trained yet and also there was an audiophile named Beardwood whose cabling was not very good the police misheard his confession he serves as a valuable lesson now he lives in the scrubs in Wormwood that's a little more tenuous, uh, at least the first yeah. line. Although it could just have been your pronunciation. It's your uh, it's your shitty surname that doesn't well, lend itself. Yeah, I know. To I can't help that. I mean, come on, me and Dan are doing all we can. I'm, my, I'm much better suited to haiku. Beardwood is a twat. How many? How many is haikus? Five seven five. Five seven five. Beardwood is a twat. He really. I don't know. I'll get. I'll get back to you. Uh, poetry corner next episode, please listeners is haiku about adam walked into that one didn't i yes uh another listener dan fan 625 wrote there was a presenter named dan who acquired a very odd fan he wrote him odd poems they were meta and omens and he follows him around in a van <laughs> that's, that's very good disturbing but and, cool uh, dan fan 625 also wrote these rhymes are getting worse i'm obsessed with daniel mercer I get out of prison next week, and I know where he sleeps. If you're not worried, you ought to be. Yeah, yeah it's, I, can, I can see what he means. So, well, to be uh, honest, I'm more worried by the fact that there's apparently 64 other Dan fans, which is, frankly, 65 more Dan fans than there should be. 625. Yeah. 625. You've acquired quite a following on F-Block. Yeah. There's a lot of mentally ill people out there, aren't there? Mm. So, thanks, Christopher from Dorset. Thank you, Christopher. And DanFan625. Your prize is uh, that if you ever figure out how to use Skype, then you can have a speed date with Dan live on one of our episodes. 
which, let's be honest, is the best we can offer. Yeah. We can also talk some more about press game. I don't want to. It was shit. Yeah, or maybe Dan could murder you. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. Yeah. You go down in podcast law. Yeah. L-O-R-E, not L-A-W. Well, probably you'd serve as a test case, at least. You'd well, hope. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure someone could argue it. So you're going to end this podcast, then, or what, Dan? I think he did right at the beginning, didn't he? Well, that's true. <laughs> oh, I did it before I even started. Right, I've been the Two Star Podcast. This has been Daniel Mercer. Um, those two are Graham and Adam. I don't think you need to introduce us at, at the end. Yeah. They, don't, I'm, I'm just going off to no, this, 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 is, this is for the people who've skipped to the end to hear his confession. Well, this is probably just skipping to the end to yeah. hear him fucking introduce us properly. <laughs> so it's only taken like you 45 minutes. disrupted my style and my rhythm. That's um, what it is, is it? Yeah. So the confession, I did it because it was fun and I enjoyed it. And that's the end of the Two Star Podcast for today. Thanks, everyone. Aye, we used our twin powers to combine and morph into our ultimate form. God, that's Indian. Melina. <laughs> Melina's an Indian name. It's fine. <laughs> ah, well, that seems plausible enough. Let's meet our contestants. It's <coughs> the 12-year-old from uh, Glasgow School. It's Jimmy McSpon. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm, I'm glad you. I'm, I'm glad you've got the short, the smallest part here. <laughs> Who me or Adam? I might have to quickly write you out then. I don't think you're allowed to speak anymore. I was worried it was going to be racist against the Scotch. I didn't even think about the Indians. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs>